Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes with the Guelph Family Health Study, where we share research and practical tips for applying it to your own family. Each week, we'll bring you evidence-based health information from experts. Our quick tips will help you create healthy habits for a happy home. Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angela. And we're your new co-hosts for this season. We are both registered dietitians working with the Guelph Family Health Study, and we are thrilled to be sharing some healthy tips to help your families establish healthy routines, and hopefully just uh, talk about some topics that you might be interested as they relate to health. Mm -hmm. We have a really great season ahead of us with a lot of very interesting topics. And so we hope that you are able to join us throughout this season. So it's January right now. And I know a lot of the times individuals or families set New Year's resolutions. But the sad statistic is (laughs) that only about 10% of people actually stick to these New Year's resolutions, you know, a a month into January. Not sure why that's the case, but that is what the research says. Right. So given that we are a few weeks into January now, uh, there's probably a good chance that many of us have not achieved our New Year's resolutions or have already dropped them. So we're going to shift gears a little bit in today's podcast, and Angela and I are going to be talking about achieving balance in our life. So balance is such a big word and means can mean so many things. Uh, what does balance mean to you, Angela? That's a really good question. I mean, I've often heard that it's important to embrace the imbalance, right? Mm-hmm. I, I see quotes all over the internet about that, and I think, no, I don't want to embrace imbalance. <laughs> that sounds insane. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's the reality. We're really busy and achieving that desired balance that we want, whether we're trying to balance work and family and um, extracurriculars, hobbies, it becomes really, really challenging. So the way that I look at balance is it's more of a process. It's an approach that you're trying that doesn't necessarily have an end goal. So trying not to look at my life will be balanced if I do X, Y, and Z every single day, or if I make time for myself six out of seven days a week, right? So we often have this end goal in mind of what balance should look like, but it's not always realistic. So understanding that balance is a process. It's just, it, it's a way of being and not, not an end goal. Right. And for me, balance means kind of balancing my my personal needs with the needs of my family. So I am a mom of three young children. I have a seven-year-old named Marino, a five-year-old named Mateo, and a three-year-old named Maya. And they are a handful, to say the least. <laughs> it's, it's a very busy household. And so for me, it's about uh, finding balance between work, school, and, and making sure I have that time for kids. And so in order for me to achieve that, I've it, it took a bit of time, but I've kind of come to the realization that I can't do everything perfectly. And for me, balance is being okay with things being okay instead mm-hmm. of perfect. And so sometimes that means uh, the toys are on the floor when people come over. And yep. sometimes that means that 
I forgot that it was not a PD day or <laughs> I realized it was a PD day. And so breakfast is whatever I can find in my cupboard. And I think that although we, you know, I have a goal of, of doing things well, that sometimes um, in order to find balance, in order uh, not to drive myself crazy, quite frankly, yeah. I have to find a way to be okay with things being okay. Yes, I really like that tip, Lisa. <laughs> and I think it's important to identify or prioritize almost what is really going to irk you, right? What's going to drive right. you absolutely insane if it's not done versus, you know, the toys on the floor or whatever it might be that, yeah, it bugs you a little, but it's not it's not going to drive you absolutely nuts. Absolutely. And also kind of um, it's still a, a, a work in progress, and mm -hmm. I feel like it will always be a work in progress because as children grow, they reach different stages, and at different stages, it's a different challenge. But you may be able to hear from my voice that I am sick. So <laughs> <laughs> finding balance this week was not doing laundry and leaving the clothes on the floor and napping when my daughter napped so that right. I could try and get a little bit healthier. So it's always a work in progress. And I, I think I need to be okay with some days it not being perfect. Yeah, and I think we both agree on that. It's something that we've both been saying is balance is more of this process, not this end goal of this is what it should be like. You're right. always going to be working towards balance. So keep that in mind. Yes, absolutely. It also seems like, at least for me, to feel balanced, I need to take some time for myself. Right. So if I'm only focusing on family or work, things tend to kind of become unbalanced a right. little bit. Right. So I think that's where the self-care piece it comes into play or taking time to do something that you really enjoy. How do you feel about that, Lisa? How do you make that work? Right. Um, and that's a really great question. And the honest answer is I'm still figuring out how to make that work. Mm -hmm. And so for the, the two years of doing my master's at the university, I did not exercise. Right. I was like, it was very difficult for me to find that balance mm -hmm. um, because it was a new, it was something new for me. I hadn't been back to school in many years. And so in learning through that struggle, I found that at least it's been working for the last few months is to wake up uh, an hour and a half before my children. Okay. So what time is that? Right, right. <laughs> so I here I'm fairly lucky in that my kids get up at seven. Okay. So for me, I get up at 5.30, and I am not a morning person. I used to tell people, if you ever see me running in the morning, stop me and make sure I'm okay, because <laughs> I'm just not a morning person. Yeah. Uh, but in order for me to achieve that feeling of satisfaction, like I've mm -hmm. done something for myself, and to be a better mom for me, that required me getting up earlier and having that hour of being able to be physically active. And I found that since I've started that, I have had more energy throughout the day and I felt better throughout the day. And then I have that extra 20 minutes or, or so of time for me to drink my coffee. And I can guarantee you, Angela, I'm a better mom with coffee. <laughs> if I don't drink coffee in the morning, I'm kind of a little bit of a grumpy mom. So, yeah. um, so that's kind of how I've started to achieve some balance for physical activity and to have some me time while balancing the needs of my kids. How have you found balance with physical activity? Yeah, I too tend to uh, turn to physical activity as me time. Mm -hmm. And I would say that started for me when I was doing my undergraduate degree. 
And I had a professor say, you know, if you're feeling stressed, you're studying for exams, you know what you need? You need to exercise. And for whatever <laughs> reason, it really stuck with me because I noticed, I started putting that into practice and I noticed that when I was feeling overwhelmed, when I was feeling anxious, you know, about tests and studying and deadlines, I would, I'd, I'd go exercise, you know, the activity I did varied, um, but I did notice that I felt a lot better, like level-headed, my mind was clear, right. I was able to like retain information better. So I ended up loving it so much that I'm also a certified personal trainer. So I do a lot of work with people to help get them feeling that excited about exercise. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it's it's New Year's, so the gyms are busy. They are. The studios are busy because <laughs> everyone has their New Year's resolutions. But I like to get people to kind of shift their focus, right? So it doesn't always have to be an hour, right? Maybe you can't balance an hour in your life or maybe for whatever reason, you just cannot get up at 5.30 like Lisa, right? <laughs> well, that took that took a long time. That took a lot of failed efforts before I got oh, there. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but even if you plan out 15 or 20 minutes, right. right? Start small. It doesn't have to be like an all or nothing. Like, I'm going to get up every day and do an hour. Right. You know, eventually you might get there, which is great. Or maybe you don't, which is also fine. But thinking in sm smaller amounts and, and just seeing how you feel different. And with any type of, you know, goal you're setting for yourself, um, try to relate it back to a feeling. So especially with exercise, I really get people to focus on how did you feel going into the activity and how do you feel after rather right. than I'm exercising because I need to mm -hmm. or because I want to lose weight or I have heart issues, whatever it might be, focusing in on how it makes you feel. And it sounds like you've done that. And that's kind of why you've turned to being active in the mornings. Right. And I actually think that's a really good tip, Angela. Like, I like that because we're very good at talking ourselves out mm -hmm. of doing something. And I know I'm especially good at that. <laughs> um, and so focusing on that feeling is is what helped me out. And I just want to circle back to what you said. You said it can, it can start with 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's oftentimes what I tell people as well. And that's kind of what I that means what I had to tell myself. So it didn't yeah. start at 5.30. It started at 6.30. Yeah. And then it, it moved on because it, it was helpful to focus on that feeling. And, and so I really do like that. The other thing, too, I, I find um, among my, my other mom friends that we talk about is cooking and finding balance mm -hmm. with being able to prepare meals. And so can you tell me how you've found balance with, with eating healthy when you have a busy lifestyle? Yeah, and, and often I'm, you know, working some evenings, so it, it becomes even more challenging because you have to think ahead. So for me, planning my week to the best of my ability beforehand <laughs> right. is helpful. And when I say planning, I don't have a table, you know, full of my meals for the week set up on a Sunday necessarily, but I actually, before going grocery shopping, say, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, this is what I think I'm going to eat. Right. Of course, this can get thrown off a little. Mm -hmm. Things come up. But I find just having an idea of what I'm going to eat is super, super helpful. It just takes away a lot of the stress. And during the week, I, I mean, I like to cook. I like to be in the kitchen. That might be rare, right? Not, not everyone loves to do it. There's people who either love being in the kitchen or 
you know, it's, right. it's another chore, whatever, it, whatever <laughs> it is to you. As much as I love cooking, my week is busy. So I'm not going to spend an hour preparing a meal every night. I might spend a little more time on the weekend when I can enjoy the process a little more. So along with planning, I try to keep my meals simple, right? Simple during the week, 30 minutes. Let's not make a, a huge fuss about it. Yeah. So, so that's, that's really, that's really great tips, Angela. I found the same thing for me. Mm. Uh, I do have an idea of what I want to make for the week, but I actually don't do a big menu plan. All I plan is my protein. Okay. So I just plan the dinner proteins for the week. And then when I head to the grocery store, I just pick up whatever vegetables are on sale. Yeah. And then I just figure it out based on what's in the fridge for vegetables. That's kind of what's worked for me because I found planning the entire meal got thrown off mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. And for me, that was a little bit defeating because I felt like, okay, well, I made this menu plan and now I'm not following through. So yep. um, when we talk about being things being okay, yeah. I found it's just okay if I just plan the protein and then I pick up a variety of vegetables and I just kind of go from there, kind of on the whim, like for that for that night. And I found that that's worked really well for me because protein is the kind of the one that you have to plan for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing too is I've actually uh, had my have my older son in the kitchen with me mm -hmm. as much as possible, and he's my seven year old. My five year old can help sometimes, but I find that he's. Uh, very distracting. And to be mm -hmm. honest, the idea of giving my five-year-old like a cup of flour, mm -hmm. it just makes me want to take a nap because that flour <laughs> would be all over the floor. And so for for him, he, he requires other entertainment while I'm cooking. But uh, my older son tends to help me out a little bit. And he can kind of take, like he can wash the lettuce or he can wash the bok choy if we're doing a barbecue. And I, we bok choy, we barbecue bok choy or something like that. And so he's very good at, I, I, I he's very good at washing. And so I kind of get his help with that and that's kind of how I found some balance in the kitchen yeah. but really it's not about making gourmet meals Monday to Friday it's really about making a meal that's that I find balanced so we have vegetables and we have some kind of grain and some kind of protein and a meal that's also relatively easy mm -hmm. in terms of my not only to make but for my kids to eat on their own right because we oftentimes have sports in the evening or, or something and I try to limit how much is during the school week mm -hmm. but like on the nights when they have karate Wednesday nights for example and so that starts at 5:45. so I have to be able to have dinner on the table and have yeah. them eat it in order to drive to their to their activity and so for that reason I tend to make meals that are not only um, like 30 minutes or less to cook, mm -hmm. but also simple for them to eat so that I don't have to kind of say, okay, take another bite, hurry up, hurry up, because right. we don't like to do that in the kitchen in our family. Yeah. And I mean, with that, it's about, you know, again, that's where that planning becomes so key, because if you have karate or I'm working late in the evening, maybe you're not going to have the most complicated meal. Right. Right. Maybe it's going to be soup and grilled cheese or, right. you know, something in the slow cooker. Take advantage of that slow cooker. It's winter. You can make some really delicious meals. <laughs> yeah. Makes the evening a lot easier. Right. And if all else fails, there's scrambled eggs. Exactly. And tomatoes and there you go. bread with peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> PB&J sandwich. It's That's great. right. Going back to just, you know, trying to achieve that balance. It sounds like we've come up with a few tips of, you know, letting some things go. Right. Right. Um, finding time for yourself, even if it's 
15 minutes, 30 minutes, even if you have to get up earlier to enjoy your coffee or warm beverage without any distractions. That's right. Um, Where you get to the bottom of the cup and it's still warm. It happens so rarely (laughs) if I don't wake up after I've put it in the microwave about five times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do that a lot too. It's terrible. (laughs) But yeah, so those are some things. And then what I wanted to add to that was really figuring out what helps you feel balanced. So for me, something like a concept that I've kind of tried to implement in my home is like slow Sundays. I mean, it doesn't happen every Sunday because, you know, there's events and certain things come up but even if I can spend like Sunday morning being slow you know sitting in my robe a little longer right enjoying that warm tea or coffee (laughs) right yeah just slowing things down a little I tend to feel very refreshed and balanced right? right so for everyone that might be different right it might not be a slow Sunday that helps you feel balanced it might be waking up early and having some time to yourself or taking a bath in the evening I don't know what it might be, but really listening to yourself and, and identifying what helps you feel balanced. Maybe it's spending time with your family. Right. right? And just to, to add to that, you know, sometimes it's it's very difficult when kids are around constantly to have that time with your partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that is also helpful with finding balance. So my husband and I try as much as possible to have some time together every day, kid-free at some sort. And sometimes that just means I send them down to the basement to play with the toys. Right. And then and then we have, you know, 20 minutes to talk about our day at the end of the day and kind of say, how was your day or what happened in your day today without that constant interruption. Now, now granted, there is still constant interruption. So when they're down <laughs> in the basement, I, we say we have about 10 minutes minutes of of free time before a fight happens or somebody comes up and Marino took my toy or Maya you know coughed in my eye or something along those lines and so um, but uh, finding balance uh, in my family also means trying to find some time where it's just my husband and I where Mm -hmm. we can actually have an adult conversation without um, consistently being interrupted from the kids and that's that's more difficult Uh, than it sounds to achieve. Mm -hmm. But I think what's really helpful is the fact that we're trying to do it. And that's really meaningful. Yeah, making the effort for sure. And um, I feel a lot more balanced when I get a good night sleep. I Mm -hmm. mean, everybody's different. But I mean, the more sleep I can get, the better. (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) always work. But I, I, it does help me feel more balanced. I agree with you in that I am also a better uh, person when I get a good eight hours sleep. Yeah, yeah. So making the time for that. So if, if you did have a New Year's resolution and things are going well, keep at it. If you didn't or you let it go already, that's okay. Totally um, fine. Yeah, totally fine. Just... Think more balanced. And when you're trying to implement a new routine, whether that is eating more meals together or being active, um, take it slow. Take it slow. And you know what? Um, January 1st doesn't have to be the New Year's Year's resolution date. Could be January 15th. Could be January 15th. It could be March. It could be August. Whatever 
works well for you. Um, if you if you fall down, feel free to get back up and set another resolution. Perhaps one that you feel you've been successful with in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe one that you maybe your New Year's resolution is to just do, be successful with whatever it is for thirty days. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be the full year. Or maybe the the new plan is to be okay. <laughs> With, with being things, okay. With things being okay, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of my New Year's resolution. <laughs> my New Year's resolution is not to fret yeah. if things are just okay. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, When people come over to my house, sometimes I say, I, was, I, I would have cleaned up, but... I didn't want to. <laughs> so, so, so you know, um, I like this New Year's resolution that we've come up with. Be okay with being okay. <laughs> yeah, and then again, if you do have those healthy, you know, routines that you want to establish, start really slow. Start slow. And, and it doesn't need to be, like we said, 365 days. Maybe the goal is do it for a month and then yeah. reflect on how you're feeling and perhaps aim for another month. And someone I know who was also a a mom of three kids mentioned how, you know, she found when the kids get home from school and she gets home from work, it's like the most chaotic time. Yes. So she kind of set a goal for herself about just spending 10 minutes instead of like rushing to get dinner ready. She's like, I just sat for 10 minutes. Because she would always like rush to start prepping dinner. And she's like, I could take five to 10 minutes to myself, right? So this is just an example of a really little thing that you can do for yourself to kind of take back some of that balanced feeling. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. So that's all we have for you today, but I'll give you a little overview of some of the topics we're going to be touching on in season two, including surviving the winter. So we'll be talking about flu, parent relationships. So talking about both communication and intimacy, plant-based eating, gender roles, food waste, uh, parenting stress, Uh, snacking so kids snacking there's a whole lot of topics that we're going to be covering and we are thrilled that you will be listening and thank you for joining us on today's episode about balance and we look forward to spending the season with you on healthy habits happy homes Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. We can't wait to have you tuning with us next week. But in the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, www.guelphfamilyhealthstudy.com or visit us on Facebook at Guelph Family Health Study. Thanks and have a great week.